0: Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching, episode number 16.
1: Entertaining,
0: educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome back to another episode of Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. I'm very delighted to share with you what I think might be a Brief episode answering a question that came in from somebody that I had met on Clubhouse many months ago. We've been connecting with one another over a series of emails, a couple quick chats here and there. Actually, no, I was a guest on her podcast, I believe. Uh, and then, yeah. That's what it was, I was a guest on her podcast. But anyway, we've been connecting back and forth over a series of a few months. And I recently received a Facebook Messenger series of audio messages where Candice reached out to me and asked me this question.
1: And the question is, let's say you did get to the point where the number of clients that you Had or wanted was at capacity but you had a conversation with someone that you think you would you know would work well together or they've asked you to coach if they still want to at the end work with you that they would be on a waiting list how do you do that? do you tell them off the bat that you're already at capacity? because in my head I'm just thinking about how between what you've said, videos and things that I've heard Rich talk about, that when people have that fervor now, if after a couple of days, they might lose that fervor. So I didn't know how someone would approach that if they did get to the point where they were at capacity, but more people still wanted to work with them. What is your take
0: on that? Well, Candice, thank you so much for submitting this question I figured the question would be a valuable podcast episode, just this topic of being at capacity, and also you brought up the topic of losing fervor, clients or potential clients losing fervor. What Rich calls this, and by the way, Rich, for those who are uninitiated at this point, Rich she's referring to is Rich Litfin, the co-author of the book The Prosperous Coach, which is the book that inspired the launch of this podcast. Anyway, let's dive into these various elements. First of all, I do want to just quickly mention what does this mean, the half-life of enthusiasm and potential coaching clients losing fervor. The Prosperous Coach Method is where you go through a series of steps where step one is connecting with someone. I think about this as a discerning phase. Is this somebody that I might be able to serve powerfully through the type of coaching that I do? If so, I then move them into step two by doing the invitation. And then, of course, step three is where I serve them so powerfully that they'll never forget that conversation for the rest of their life to experience what it would be like to have me as their coach. I give them a full-blown experience of my coaching. And then typically I will invite someone back maybe for a second complimentary coaching experience where at that point I would then make a proposal. Now, by the time I've made a proposal, this potential client has gotten more clarity about who they are, what their dreams and hopes are, what steps and actions need to be taken to get closer, further, faster to their destination. They've been given some steps to take, and they've actually taken those steps. Otherwise, I wouldn't be making this proposal to them. Typically, when I make a proposal to someone, I'm talking to somebody, I'm making a proposal to someone who has told me, Cliff, I have done more in the last two weeks towards the fulfillment of the life that I feel called to live in this world. I've done more in the past two weeks than I have in the last two months. Sometimes they'll say in the last two years. And yes, I have heard people say, Cliff, I've done more in the past two weeks towards the fulfillment of the life that I feel called to live than I have in the past two decades. Now, at that point, the fervor, as Candice calls it, is high, or the enthusiasm level, as Rich Litvin would call it, is high. These people are like, oh my gosh, I am in the moment and I feel the power that your coaching brings. And so I've made this proposal and the whole idea of this half-life of enthusiasm is that the further they get away from the experience of the power and the momentum in the moment, the further they get away that enthusiasm slowly just fades. Maybe it's half in two days. And then in another two days that pass, it's another half of that. And then it's another half of that for each two days that go by. And so you have to be on the lookout for the half-life of enthusiasm. So for example, the idea is that if I make a proposal to you and you say, well, Cliff, you know what? I definitely want to work with you. Gosh, I, I need to talk to my wife and she's uh, out of town Today, and she's not due back until uh, let's just say two days from now. And let's just say we're having this conversation on Thursday, which means that she's not due back until Saturday afternoon. So, Cliff, I have to talk to my spouse about this. I'm really excited about it. Can I let you know in a couple of days? If we just let that slide, sure, just get back to me once you've had a chance to talk to your spouse. Now, here's what happens it's Thursday afternoon. Potential client is extremely powerfully excited about all of this, right? They're experiencing the energy that comes from the momentum that they take and and this second experience of your coaching. Now all of a sudden Friday happens and you know there are some last minute things that they needed to get done before their spouse gets back. And then it's Saturday, and Saturday morning is you know, like, oh, I've got to get this. And and of course. Their spouse comes home Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, maybe a little later than anticipated. There's been all sorts of other things that have happened that have kind of taken their mental focus off of the energy and momentum and the enthusiasm and fervor that happened during that call on Thursday. And of course, they're like, "Well, I, you know, Cliff can wait. I, you know, I'm not I'm not going to talk to my spouse about this tonight. Sunday, let's just say they go to church on Sunday morning and, you know, there's all sorts of conversations that happen at lunch with friends and next thing you know, Monday comes around, they get back into the routine of work and they keep meaning to have that conversation with their spouse, but Somewhere along the way, it just never makes it to the top of the to do list. If there is no conversation with this person about the commitment of when you need to have an answer by, the enthusiasm and the fervor to let's have this conversation with my spouse about making this decision to invest in this coaching with Cliff, the energy each day for putting that as a higher priority on the to do list slowly fades into the background, and they get back into a hypnotic rhythm of doing life again. The decision to hire you, while it still could potentially happen, it could be months or years down the road. So how do you avoid the half-life of enthusiasm? How do you avoid the loss of that fervor? Well, Rich Litvin is where I learned this from, is you make sure to cut off the possibility of losing this potential client due to the half-life of enthusiasm by doing this. So Joe, I completely understand that you need to talk to your wife and it sounds to me like she's not gonna be back until this weekend, so totally understand that. I would not want you to make a financial investment at this level without you talking to your wife. So here's what I'd like to ask you to do. So she's coming home Saturday, Sunday, you guys probably got some things going on. I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm going to ask you. I would like to have either a heck yes or you can tell me no for now by noon Eastern time on Tuesday. So that gives you plenty of time to bring this up with your wife and, and have that conversation with her. Can you make a commitment to give me a yes or a no for now by Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern time? And of course, they'll typically say yes. And if they don't, then that's not the client for you. But this is how you keep them in the moment and you say, hey, I need you to take this energy that you've got here. Don't miss this opportunity for you and I to work together to continue this momentum, to power on through, to to see new levels of success towards moving towards full alignment with the life you feel called to live in this world. Let's move forward with this thing. Let's do this thing. But have this conversation first. Make sure that your wife is on the same page. Make sure that she's in full agreement. In fact, there's this thing called the art of the proposal. Maybe we'll cover that in another time. That's another Rich Litvin thing that I learned about things that you can say for your client to go and speak to their spouse about, or your potential coaching client, to speak to their coaching to speak to their spouse about, about hey, this is what I'm going to accomplish over these things. Here are the four areas where Cliff is going to help me. It's the art of the proposal. You can just do a search for art of the proposal, Rich Litvin, see Rich Litvin's take on that. And who knows, maybe one day I'll come and share my take on what I learned from Rich Litvin and my own experience with it. But anyway, it's called the art of the proposal. Go look it up. So the idea here is to avoid the half-life of enthusiasm, to avoid the loss of that fervor. What you want to do is put a deadline on when they're going to give you their heck yes or their no for now response, all right? Now, that's what Candice is talking about here. So her question, the main question is, Cliff, what do you do if you are at capacity for the number of clients that you want to work with. However, even though you're at capacity, you're actually in the Prosperous Coach method, whether it be connecting with someone via conversations, or you've made an invitation and you're actually in the creating a client phase of serving them with experiences of your coaching, and you get to the point where you would typically do a proposal and at this proposal phase, you feel like, oh man, this person would be a perfect client for me. Or this person is begging you, will you please take me on a client? What do you do if you get to that spot? Do you put them on a waiting list? Do you tell them up front before you even invite them? into a coaching experience with you that you're currently at capacity that you can't take them on as a client. you would be happy to give them an experience of your coaching. But if they decide that they want more, you're going to be put on a waiting list. Well, those are all possibilities, I suppose. But what if I told you that I think there is a potential danger of actually coaching at capacity and that you might want to Avoid that situation altogether. If you are coaching at capacity, meaning that you're pretty much at your limit for the amount of time, effort, and energy that either you can put into coaching others or that you desire to put into coaching others. If you are at capacity, that means that you have no room to bring on new clients. Therefore, you have one of two options at this point. Option 1, don't bring anyone into the system. Don't get to the place where you've connected with someone, where you've invited them, where you've given them a couple of experiences of what it would be like to have you as a coach, and don't get to the place where it's time to propose to them, where you would actually say, "I'm sorry, I don't I don't have room for you, but I can put you on a waiting list." Where the half-life of enthusiasm is certainly going to kick in, and the chances of when you do have an opening and you go back, let's just say you had 20 people on that waiting list. It could very well be that all 20 of them may have completely fizzled out and lost connection with the energy, enthusiasm, and momentum that they had while working with you through that prosperous coach system that you had brought them through. So you may not actually be able to bring them on board and to fill that spot, which means that you need to go all the way back to step one in the connecting phase, right? The issue here is that you don't even have a waiting list. So that if all of a sudden you get a handful of clients that all leave right around the same time and you got pretty much used to that level of income, that monthly recurring revenue coming in from your coaching or your coaching programs or whatever that's going on, Now all of a sudden, because a handful of clients all left around the same time, especially if you were in a situation where you learned about the Prosperous Coach Method and you onboarded a lot of clients at the same time, and let's just say you, over the course of 90 days, brought on 10 clients, and all 10 of those clients signed up for a minimum of one year commitment, and then all of a sudden you're at capacity. (laughs) (laughs) you're at capacity. And because you're at capacity, you chose not to do any Prosperous Coach method for, let's just say, six months. After six months, you kind of got out of the routine of doing the Prosperous Coach method, prospecting for potential new clients. Well, the danger here is, well, guess what happens after a year of those initial people coming on after over the first 90 days of your Prosperous Coach implementation? Well, after a year, those people come to the end of their 12-month commitment, and therefore you may be in a a rude awakening. Now I can say this because I started the Prosperous Coach Method right back there in July 2019, and within 90 days I had brought on an incredible number of clients, and my revenue was $10,000 per month, more than I had ever experienced in more than a decade in my online business, and admittedly, <laughs> embarrassingly, I stopped doing the Prosperous Coach Method for about six months. Now, occasionally, I had some people come to me and say, Cliff, can you take me on as a client? And I did the Prosperous Coach Method with them. But I wasn't actively out there connecting, looking, and all this other stuff. And, well, I can tell you from experience, Candice, being at capacity and going a couple of months without doing the Prosperous Coach System because you're currently not in the need for new clients or you're not currently in the place where you want to have more clients, this is a potential danger to be avoided if you can. So your question, if you are at capacity, what would you do is the question. I'd like to say avoid being at capacity. That's my answer definitely do not stop inviting people. Definitely, when a potential client says, I want to coach with you, and if that person seems like they might be a good coaching fit, don't avoid bringing them into the system. Don't, uh, don't tell them that you're at capacity, that you have no room for them. If I were at capacity when it comes to the number of coaching clients. So for example, in my situation, I want to have two full paid mastermind groups of the next level mastermind. My next level mastermind is for business owners who want to do life with other business owners. These are people who say, Cliff, I want to be in a group on a weekly basis with other people who understand what it's like to do life at my level as a business owner. I want people who have expertise in owning a business, experience in owning a business, who are consistently upping their education on owning a business. I want people who have skills, talents, and abilities that build into a powerfully impactful, profound, awesome business that serves others, that grows, that scales. I want to be in a mastermind group with other people at this level. These are people who are are business owners that understand that it can be lonely at the top if you're not doing life on a consistent basis with other people who knows what it's like to do business. And so that's what I offer. I offer an environment for those individuals. I have two of them. It's called the Next Level Mastermind. And I want 10 people in each group. That's all I want in those two groups. Now, can I have up to 12? Yes, but ideally would be quote unquote at capacity at 10 in each group. Now, when it comes to one-on-one coaching clients, I want approximately three to five one-on-one coaching clients that I'm meeting with once a month for 90 minutes or twice a month for 90 minutes. Either is fine with me depending on what their needs are and what their desires are and what would serve them best. What this allows me to do is to have two 90 minute weekly meetings for the Next Level Mastermind and five 90 minute one-on-one coaching calls that I do every single week on my calendar. And those 90 minute coaching calls that I do every single week on my calendar, current coaching clients get first access to the 90-minute blocks of time, and any time I don't have one of those 90-minute time blocks filled up with a current client, that is an opening for a potential coaching client using the Prosperous Coach method. So I always wanna have openings there. I don't ever wanna fill up all of my five 90-minute blocks every single week with paid coaching clients. So. If I get to the place where both AM and PM groups of the Next Level Mastermind are at capacity with 10 people, and let's just say I have five one-on-one coaching clients that I'm meeting with twice a month, that's going to fill up a lot of those 90-minute blocks each month. And so I'm having less and less open spots for my potential coaching clients. Now, am I at capacity? No, Technically speaking, I'm never at capacity. Here is the first thing that came to my mind as I heard your question via the Facebook Messenger. That is, if you are at capacity in your coaching, it's actually a symptom of a potential issue that you have. Being at capacity is the symptom, the issue, that it is pointing to is the fact that your clients are seeing more value that you bring to the table than you currently see in yourself. And this is a great thing. That means that if you get to the place where you are at capacity, my thought, my thinking, and this is what I would do, i double my rates. I wouldn't incrementally increase them. I would double my rates. If your rates are currently $1,000 a month for 12-month commitment, which is a $12,000 a year coaching package, well when it comes time to propose to that person, that next person who says, Cliff, I definitely want what you have, and you're at capacity, and you're thinking about putting them on a waiting list so that somewhere down the road after their half-life of enthusiasm has worn off all that passion and excitement and momentum where you then six months down the road say, okay, you can now pay me 12,000 to be in my program, in my coaching. No. Instead, go ahead and propose to that person $24,000 for the year. It's a $2,000 a month commitment for one year. Now, let me ask you this. If you were about to propose to these people at $12,000 a year for a one-year commitment, and and you have been proposing that and you filled up to the maximum number of people. What do you think is going to happen if you actually get to step four in the process and propose $24,000 instead of $12,000? What if they say yes? Do you think you're still at capacity? My guess is that if you just got somebody to say yes, heck yes, to double the rates that all of your other clients are paying, do you think that you would turn them down? And my guess is the answer is no. You would make room for them in your program. If I was at 10 people in both AM and PM groups of the Next Level Mastermind, if somebody comes in and they want to be the 11th person, if instead of bringing them in at $12,000 for the year, I'm going to bring them at for the year. What that communicates to me is that, man, maybe my rates should have been this all along. I would encourage you to go look up an article by Peter Schallert that was very impactful to me way back in the day. It's called Seven Reasons Why People Want to Pay You More. And it's also got a subtitle, Seven reasons why doubling your rates will double your success. And in fact, you can find it. It's now I'm going to give you a URL that's off of my website. It's easy to remember. It's not going to take you to my website. It's going to take you to Peter Shallard's website because he's the author of this article. But go to mindsetansorman.com slash double your rates. All one word. Mindsetanswerman.com slash double your rates. Do this and you will find that more people will tell you no, but then you're gonna have some people say, you know what, I definitely wanna work with you, I was expecting that, you know, I, I think I heard people mention that your program's $12,000 a year. It sounds to me what you're saying here. It, it, the cost has gone up or the investment is higher now. And I totally appreciate that. And after seeing how you've served me over these uh, two sessions that you've given me, it's definitely worth it. It's going to take me about 90 days to come up with that money. Is that okay? <laughs> now, effectively, you've that person has put themselves on a waiting list and what you might want to do is find out a specific program and a way to reach them and, and, and to actually do things so that they can hit that deadline, that outcome of 90 days if they're absolutely committed to it. And again, don't be shocked if all of a sudden you make proposals for twice what everyone else is paying you and they say yes, by all means see this as an indicator that it's time for you to double your rates and let them stick there. If all of a sudden you double your rates and you're struggling to to get new people to say yes at that rate, it's no worries, right? Because you were, quote unquote, at capacity. Uh, so it's not a big deal. If you ever get to the place where all of a sudden you, were, uh, you, you see some clients come to the end of their agreement with you and you've got a, about three or four or five open coaching spots and you've been proposing that $24,000 a year to, to client after client and client and so far your success rate is zero out of the last 10 people that you worked with or whatever, then by all means, once you have open spots and you're no longer in your mind at capacity, just go ahead and quote what you had done previously and see how that works out. But here's what I can tell you. Most people as long as you can get the confidence you need at the double your rate rate, it's usually not on the other end. It's, It's actually in the mindset of the coach. It's actually in my mindset when I've actually ever had a problem convincing somebody to pay double the rates of what I've previously charged. Every single time I've doubled my rates I have had some initial fear, some initial imposter syndrome, and all that other stuff. But once I overcame it, especially where after that first person said yes to double what I've actually ever asked anybody in the past, wow, it's then, it's like I just needed to have the courage to ask that rate And then eventually once one person said yes, it's like, oh wow, okay. So if this person understands this value, now it it boosts my confidence a little bit. And then I continue to ask that rate. And then all of a sudden I get more people who pay that rate. And now all of a sudden, now I'm extremely confident that I'm worth this rate. Candace, I hope this is a great answer to your question, that it gives you lots of insights. For those of you who are just listening in here to my answer to Candace, I hope you understand the potential danger of coaching at capacity. And I hope that just this idea of doubling your rates will help you avoid that. I would encourage you to dabble in here. And of course, if you have questions that you'd like me to cover about coaching, feel free to send them to me. Email me, cliff, at cliffravenscraft.com. If you're enjoying this content, I only create episodes of Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching when I feel inspired to do so. I encourage you to stay subscribed. There'll be episodes randomly here and there. But I also wanna encourage you to check out The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. That's my main podcast. Just look for Cliff Ravenscraft Show in your favorite podcast directory. I also recently relaunched a podcast called The Podcast Answer Man. It's actually just Podcast Answer Man. There are currently two episodes produced in 2021. That show, I used to, that's how I kind of got started. Well, it's the fifth podcast I ever produced. Started back in December 2006. I did 438 episodes as The Podcast Answer Man where I trained over 40,000 people how to podcast. And, After 438 episodes, at episode 439 of that show, I transferred it or rebranded it, if you will, to the Cliff Ravenscraft show. I knew one day I would relaunch an all-new Podcast Answer Man podcast. And so if you're a podcaster yourself, if you're thinking about launching a podcast, I highly encourage you to check out Podcast Answer Man. And if you want to see all of my other shows that I do, head over to cliffravenscraft.com and click on the podcasts tab. You might be surprised how many different podcasts I have available. By the way, I'm available for one-on-one coaching. I'm also available for talking with you about the Next Level Mastermind. If anything I said about that is of interest to you, you can read more about uh, working with me over at cliffravenscraft.com. Click on the work with me tab. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. and some man.